Hi, welcome to Athletes Grit, from sports to life. This is a podcast interview series where I speak to current and ex-high performance athletes on their sport and how the skills learned, acquired and trained in competitive sport have translated into their professional and personal life. I hope that their true stories of grit in overcoming adversity will inspire and motivate others. Hearing stories of local athletes' journeys closer to home helps us relate better and makes each story even more meaningful. I'm Alex Lowe, consultant and coach in the fitness, health and wellness space, founder of Avery & Co, loving husband and doting father. Fear took over me, you know, like I doubted myself, you know, I feel like I'm not good enough and I actually wanted to quit because I feel like, hey, you know, like I'm not helping the team, then what for stay in the team and occupy a space, right? My guest today is Charmaine So, Singapore netball captain and shooter, netball academy founder and corporate warrior. I've known Charmaine for many years now, but I never knew that behind it, bubbly netball shooter and skipper lay dark periods of self-doubt and an episode of possible premature retirement. With more than a decade representing Singapore in netball and the last five years in leadership positions, Charmaine has hundreds of international caps and is literally the face of Singapore netball. Enjoy Charmaine's candid and very cheerful personality through this episode and hear how she puts belief into action and pushes through failures and setback in the team sport of netball and applies these values to her professional life. Welcoming Charmaine So. I have with me today Charmaine, who is the captain of Singapore Netball. And uh, yeah, Charmaine, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Alex. Yeah, so uh, apart from being the captain of the netball team, I know you also um, have a full-time job. And recently, you mm-hmm. started something new, a, a new netball academy. Please tell us more about you know, what you do as a day job and also uh, interested to hear more about the uh, netball academy. Uh, yes, okay. So, um, I am a full-time regional, okay, I cover more of like legal and compliance in the Allianz. So, I just switched my job from um, Deloitte over to Allianz. And uh, yes, <laughs> so I just started uh, an academy like about three weeks a month ago mm-hmm. together with my partners, you know. So, uh, it has been a long-time dream for me actually. So, uh, I've always wanted to give back to Singapore. I've always wanted to give back to the netball fraternity in Singapore. So, um, uh, yeah. So, I started this school to hopefully in, like help um, um, groom the young players and, and improve the netball standards in Singapore. Yeah. Nice, nice. And I mean, you, you must have started playing netball at a really young age. Uh, <laughs> can you share with us you know your journey mm-hmm. to starting to play netball uh, were you actually involved mm-hmm. in other types of uh, uh, ball sports or invasion games before your entry into netball mm-hmm. and you make it to the national team must have been very competitive uh, yeah so it's really a very long story but to cut it short um, so I joined netball when I was 13 so um, sec 1 so actually I was 
very into volleyball. I was more into volleyball than netball. So I, I went for the wrong tra- trial. So initially, I wanted to go for the netball trial. But because everything is very complicated, right? It was very complicated because uh, orientation day, everything's very messy and also. I was quite blurred then. Uh, so I went for the wrong <laughs> trial and I got selected to the netball team unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And then I started my first training and, you know, I liked my friends, you know, and thereafter, I continued playing because, you know, okay, so I, what happened was I fractured my wrist in the, on the first training and I was like, okay, I'm not going to give up like that, right? I mean, how can I be a loser to just like fracture my wrist and not continue? Mm-hmm. So that kept me going. You know, I have this like very competitive uh, personality in me. So it, it kind of forced me in a good way then to continue playing netball. I was very thankful. Uh. I, I mean, if I, if I didn't fracture my wrist, I would have taken it for granted and probably changed spot. So, um, yeah, so I continued playing and uh, in when I was 18, 19, I was selected to under-21s. Mm. Uh, so, the youth team uh, representing Singapore. And um, two years later, I won the most valuable shooter for the National Super League. So, National Super League is a, a league uh, where the national coach actually scout for a brand new team so she actually will select a brand new national team every year through mm-hmm. this league mm-hmm. yeah so because then I was very young so I was the youngest in the team I got roped, I got caught into a team which which was really an honor I was really really happy it was my dream come true because um, in set one I actually wanted you know I actually dream and I, I kind of like idolized the the seniors then uh, which after that became my teammate so I was, you know, really very happy, you know, when I got caught in the team. And that very same year, I played in the World Cup. So I, I thought that I was given a lot of opportunity to play for Singapore, to represent Singapore, to, you know, to actually um, work hard lah, in that sense. So, so that after, after, okay, so 20, that was 2011 when I played my first match in the World Cup. It was held in Singapore, so the indoor stadium. Yeah. So that was my very first first competition and yeah, that was the start all the way till now. So it's about close to mm, 10 years, I think. Yeah, 10 years, more yeah. than slightly over 10 years. Yeah. So it's been a really, really long journey and I'm very thankful for, you know, all the opportunities, the coaches that uh, taught me a lot of things and, and th- I thought that, okay, hey, now's the time to give back, right? Because I'm not exactly the youngest in the team anymore. So... Uh, actually one of the oldest or maybe the oldest so yeah I, I thought it'd be nice to give back to the netball fraternity and to tell them like you know I really appreciate everything that they have done for me and and you know it's time that I help to groom young players as well yeah so that was in my mind and then um, my partners so I actually have two other partners for my netball academy and they uh, so one of uh, my partner, he's called Han Yi, he's my sports psychologist. So he actually spoke to me one day and said like, hey, Charmaine, you know, we thought of starting a netball school, netball academy, would you like to join us? And I was like, you know, I always wanted to start that, but start this academy, but I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we've, you know, so Hani, he he is a sports psychologist, Matt, he is like, he does different things. He used to be an ex-basketballer, by the way. Yeah, so... Uh, with all our skills and you know time combined, we we manage. I mean, we we feel like we will be able able to manage this academy. You know, working together. So we thought, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's why we start the academy. Yeah. 
Oh, nice, nice. I'm, I'm really interested to, to find out more about the programs. Uh, later after the session, we can actually speak more about that, right? And so <laughs> 10 years, 10 years playing for Singapore and uh, in mm-hmm. almost five years uh, as the, the captain of the team, am I right? Is it? Uh, no, la, not, not five years. I was the vice cap first. Uh, so in, I think 2016, 20, was it 2016, I became the vice cap. Then only last year, I became the captain. So 2019, I became the captain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, also the poster girl, because, you know, I always see uh, pictures of you uh, <laughs> when you're uh, the Sports Singapore or, or the, the uh, advertisements of, you know, the, the local league that's actually happening, right? So, yeah, you're... Yeah face uh, for Singapore netball and uh, yeah I mean a, a lot I know of a lot of uh, young girls uh, daughters of friends that actually look up to you uh, as a netballer so um, what, what do you think you know as a, having been the uh, vice captain as well as the captain of Singapore netball and you know playing netball at high performance uh, with international teams and you know having probably hundreds of international caps uh, under your belt uh, do you think that any any of this has actually uh, played a part in how you uh, perform or, or, or do the work that you do at uh, Deloitte previously and now at Allianz in the role that you play? Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. I feel that, you know, sports teaches us different values, right? Such as discipline, perseverance, you know, especially when um, the going gets tough. So, uh, I definitely picked up a lot of values in, in playing sports over the years and it taught me, so it relates very well to my daily job, right? So uh, uh, previously I was an uh, auditor, more of like a financial sector compliance auditor. I moved on to management consulting last year, the year before, yeah. So, and then I shifted over to my uh, current job. So I think all these three jobs, um, they are actually quite... Um, stressful i say i i can say it's quite stressful you know uh, it requires a lot of uh, determination to complete the work you know it requires teamwork because you can't do it alone right so uh, in netball it's a team sport it actually allow me to or it helped me to uh, better understand my colleagues because it's very similar to netball right we have to understand the our teammates on and off court you know uh, to to make sure that we are always disciplined to complete our work you know, mm-hmm. So my bosses are usually, you know, they once, I mean, they're happy, although I leave a competition or anything, they know that I'll complete my job, mm-hmm. you know, well on time, I'll meet the deadline. So I think both spot, I mean, for, if, if you're asking me, I feel that um, uh, there's a lot of values in sports that uh, relates to my daily life as a, I mean, whatever occupation that I was or I am now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and any, you know, uh, specific uh, challenges or adversity that you experienced uh, at work that, uh, and you actually incorporated certain uh, skills or incorporated certain or, um, experiences from uh, playing netball at, at your level to overcome those uh, mm-hmm. uh, challenges? Mm. Okay, I must say that. Uh, there's quite a number of them and one of which I would say that um, it's about managing the team mm-hmm. you know to be able to um, because we have to work very closely together right and they're bound to be politics okay I won't say politics but but more of like um, uh, people that are uh, I mean everyone have our own opinion and we have our 
personal take on stuff. So uh, it's how to actually gel the team together to work towards a common goal. And I think it's very similar towards netball and I mean for netball and work wise. So uh, especially especially like what you mentioned for work, you know, we have a very big project going on. And if the team don't work together, if they don't gel together, they don't uh, they don't see things eye to eye, then we won't be able to complete the project on time or even to complete the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um that's when I have to manage the team to get them to work together, solve issues, talk to them individually, you know, use different <laughs> ways and tactics to actually uh, make the team work. So it's more of to encourage them. So what I would do is more, uh, more of to encourage them, motivate them and, and to, let's say, like, understand their problems and issues they have with each other. So I wouldn't say that it's, like, the easiest task on earth, but um, it's very satisfying to know that, you know, at the end of the day, the team... They are all happy to actually okay. How is it? Um, when we actually accomplish the task or that project, we feel like hey, you know, it, uh, we have come a long way, but we actually did it. You know, so yeah. that's something that really is very well to netball. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's really about uh having a good relationship with the team, understanding. Mm-hmm just how they are at work but uh, I guess there needs to be uh, an understanding of how they are outside work as well right to be able to understand their needs once and therefore be able to gel the team together right nice very good and um, what about you know certain highs that you might have uh, experienced uh, as uh, playing uh, for Singapore netball you know in the 10 years that you've been playing uh, which mm-hmm which were the most significant moments uh, that you you had uh, while playing for Singapore Netball? Apart from the fact that, you know, that when you were selected <laughs> to, to be... <laughs> <able> to... <laughs> um, there's definitely a number of highs and lows, but, you know. Um, so one of the highs would be um, uh, when we won the 2015 SEA Games. It was a very uh, neck-to-neck game, la. so... Um, uh, we were we drew with Malaysia in the halftime and then we were down by one or two in the third quarter but we managed to win them in the fourth quarter so that was wow super amazing I mean like we didn't expect uh, okay so that was when we actually persevered we there was everyone was we were all fighting hard you know the the morale of the team was very high although we were losing but we kept going till the last research. So I, that was one of the best moments actually. So if you ask me what was my, my best moment, I would say that. And uh, other than that, it will be uh, my induction into the Netball Hall of Fame. So I think it, it, it didn't come easy. Like, I mean, for uh, any player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame for Netball. So I think that's something that uh, I really appreciate and I'm very honoured to, to actually have that award. Yeah. Okay. So that's, two of the most happy events. Yeah. Okay, so 2015, uh, with, with the win uh, against Malaysia right now, mm-hmm. we'll still be able to, you know, uh, identify the, the, the specific uh, winning formula, you know, that actually helped you guys push through because I'm sure the same um, mm-hmm. things uh, were being experienced by Malaysia, right? Because it's neck to neck, right? Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. Right, that was the winning mm-hmm. formula uh, for Singapore to be triumphant uh, over Malaysia. What do you think was the, the uh, defining winning uh, strategy, mm-hmm. right, for Singapore to have been triumphant over Malaysia? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, I would think um, the key was to be very disciplined and consistent. Mm. So um, not giving away any ball to make sure that we are disciplined, to make sure that you know we do not contact 
the opponent unnecessarily, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that we are very focused. So for shooters to pin all our shots, you know, for midfielders to actually do their runs and and to um uh bring down the ball to the shooter to execute the shot. So I think it's really a I mean if I were to say there's a lot of 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 important lessons that we can learn from that match, you know, and and I I was very proud. Uh, I am still very proud of the team, you know, and then that we managed to accomplish whatever that we spoke about before. So being focused was one. Um, uh, to be to start to stick to the task all the way to the end. So we did not give up. You know, everyone fought really, really hard till you know our legs cramped after <laughs> the match. You know, and we were super exhausted. But you know, we we knew that we were we have each other's back. You know, so uh, I think the last one two minutes we were still down, but one turnover it, it took us one turnover to actually win the game. Mm-hmm. So it's really that crucial, and and everyone were very disciplined. You know, we we uh we did not uh, go out because okay, so we normally will have like a game plan, right? So everyone start to game plan. You know, everyone make sure that uh we were we have each other's back. You know, so I thought that was the winning formula that day. Or maybe going forward, it could be the winning formula. Yeah, it's nice. And yeah, you know, we hear of a lot of such stories, uh, or we might even watch it in movies, right? But for you to have really experienced it firsthand, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. sports psychology they call it being in the zone, right? It's like everybody yeah. that uh, needed to do what they needed to do really did it, and in fact, yeah. even have done it uh, beyond uh, what they were able to deliver, right? That's that's uh, yeah to hear right and um what about you know uh so you 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 mentioned that you these moments uh can be replicated you think um Mm -hmm. would you say that uh how would you then uh say that uh, if uh another team right uh, Mm -hmm. even be netball right uh how how do you think uh, this particular team would be able to replicate these uh, in the zone moments so that they can actually be uh, triumphant mm-hmm. in whatever competition that they are in mm. i always feel that it's in the mind you know like for any team to win it's always in the mind so if you believe you can do it you can i mean like for shooters okay for me i'm a shooter so i believe that i can shoot like an average of 90 percent to 100 percent a game mm-hmm. and i will do it and I, I did it. So it's all in the mind, you know, like sometimes you, you are afraid of things, you, you feel like, hey, you have doubt about yourself, you know, then you won't be able, able to accomplish it because you, before you even start the task, right, or before you even start any, any game or something, you're already, you're already um, uh, fearful of it, you know, so you're already losing the battle. But if you believe in yourself, you believe in your teammate, you have faith and trust in them, then that will be the first step to winning. I mean, that's what I always believe. So, um, Firstly, you have to have the right mentality going into the game. Yeah. Nice. That's a, that's a really great tip there, right? Having the right mindset, uh, believing in yeah. yourself, and trusting as well as believing that your team is able to do the same. Uh, I'd like to bring us yeah. back to one of the points that you mentioned earlier where you said mm-hmm. um, giving it your all, right? And, you know, giving it your all until uh, people are cramping after the game, right? So yes. this, this uh, entire podcast series is called Athletes Grit. And I think giving it your all uh, very, very well uh, describes what grit actually mm-hmm. means, right? Uh, but yeah. um, from a high-performance athlete point of view, right? And what, what, is it, what does it actually mean to give it your all? So this is an example where you have listed mm-hmm. giving it your all. But in other yeah. 
circumstances, you know, what, what actually does giving it your all uh, mean? Mm, are those circumstances meaning like on court or do you mean like? It doesn't matter, you know, uh, on court, in life, uh, whether it's at work or in life or on court. Okay, I mean, so I feel giving your all means that you are emptying your tank, you know, you make sure that, you know, uh, okay, so if game-wise, you make sure that you're living out of your com- comfort zone. So if you are still comfortable with it, you still feel like you have, you can still keep going, then that's not giving your all. So giving your all is more of like, uh, at the end of the day, once I finish the task, right, I am really exhausted. There's no way I can play another minute. You know, that's, that's how I describe it. You know, mm. I mean, that's, that's what I feel. So for work-wise, for life, you know, giving your all meaning, like, um, you know, at the end of the day, you feel like you are satisfied with your work. Okay, not only satisfied, but uh, you know that you have outperformed yourself in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, that's giving your all, you know, to leave no regrets. Live with no regrets, yeah. Nice, that's a great great analogy, right? To empty your tank, right? And to actually yeah. say that uh, after that event or after that uh, project, mm-hmm. whatever, you really are so exhausted, you cannot do anything else. Yeah, 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 it is definitely. Yeah. Uh, let, let's yeah. move to, you know, the, the, the lows, right? The, the, those mm-hmm. moments where, you know, it could have been injury or it could have been reaching a plateau in, in, in the shots that you, you needed to take, whether it's at training or, or, or during a competition, or maybe it was dealing with uh, uh, team, team management issues, right? Um, what were what, what the significant lows, you know, in your 10-year uh, netball career? And uh, would love to hear them and, you know, how did you actually uh, bounce back from all of these lows? Mm, okay, so one, I think the most significant one would be me wanting to quit netball for good in um, 2012, 13, around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what happened was, um, so I have a very unique way, okay, I would say underdog, la, you know, um, as in... Uh, I don't have a very normal way of shooting. So, in fact, uh, my national coach wanted me to change my way of shooting and I can't really adapt to it. So, what happened was um, my shooting percentage actually went down all the way till, like, I can't even believe that I was shooting that, you know, like, that, that percentage. So, um, I got very frustrated with myself. I was like, how come I can't do it? You know, why people can do it, I can't do it. And, and why is it this way? You know, so... Uh, actually fear took over me, you know, like, uh, I, I doubted myself, you know, I feel like I'm not good enough and I actually wanted to quit because I feel like, hey, you know, like I'm not helping the team, then what for stay in the team and occupy a space, right? So, um, I mean, I'm thankful that my coach still chose me to team. So, but then I feel like I'm useless. You know, I have those kind of thoughts like that, that came rushing into my mind then. So, I'm very thankful for the following year, a new coach came, you know, um, she told me to, so I, I had actually a few people that kind of helped me a lot during that low period, you know, mm-hmm. that, that really low period, my family members, my, my close ones, you know, uh, and my coach. So the new coach that came was Ruth Aiken. So she's the, she's the ex New Zealand national coach. So mm-hmm. when she came, she, she actually encouraged me a lot. You know, she told me that like, uh, hey, you know, I trust you, I have faith in you and, and you can do it. Pick yourself out and get back on court. You know, so I was thinking, hey, you know, like, why should I doubt myself? I should go back. And, and she also mentioned that 
I don't have to change my shooting line in essence because I mean I've been shooting like that for many years, right? And suddenly you want me to change, it's a bit late for me to change. If you want to change your shooting technique or anything, that should be the basic, right? So that should be when when I was like primary, secondary school, secondary school. Yeah. So um she understood that and she she was really very understanding. So I was very, very thankful and I really love her you know, as a coach. Uh she came, she told me that you know have confidence in yourself, pick yourself up and get back on court. So mm. she told me that, she she plead me, I wouldn't say a lot, but she gave me the opportunity to to show her, you know, what I have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I managed to, I, so I started shooting and started to practice my shots and I started to get back the confidence and and probably it took me quite a bit of time to actually uh, get back. But I mean, I did, you know, a, a few months, I must say a few months, yeah. I mean, it was very, I mean, I was really blessed with good parents, good siblings. I mean, they were always there. They never gave up on me. Although, at that point in time, I really wanted to give up on myself. Yeah, so I think that was a super low period for me. Yeah, but I got over there and and I actually feel I performed better after. Nice, nice. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for Sarah sharing that uh, in your life. <laughs> I mean, and I, I, I mean, from what I hear, it's really about the support structures that we have. Yes. It's right yeah. from family, close friends, uh, a partner mm-hmm. or a spouse, and definitely mm-hmm. the, the coach as well, right? Uh, to, yeah. to be able to instill that sort of belief that uh, we need to have for ourselves. You know, otherwise all yeah. self-doubt uh, would just spiral into fear, right? And that fear would spiral yeah. into a lack of confidence and, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just... It's just a downward journey from there, right? And I'm so I'm so happy that you know you you bounce back and uh yeah. Do, do you do you think that there have been other moments that um you experience in your personal life or professional life uh, that mm-hmm. you actually incorporated the or had the same support structure uh, to push mm-hmm. you uh, or and bounce you back up to 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 uh, normal again? Okay, so this other one would be um so in 2011. Okay, this is before 20. 12 and 13 so um there was one before um so if my it was my debut right so uh 2011 i played the world cup and i mean uh i was given the opportunity to play against jamaica so they are like the top four countries in the world mm-hmm. like among the top lah. so um i played them i played with them and and surprisingly i did pretty well that day so uh, my coach she was very impressed. She was like, oh, this newbie can play, uh, you know, compared to like, okay, not comparing others, but, but more of like, uh, probably I should give her another shot the next day. So I played and I played well again. So um, she started me the day on, the day we played with Fiji. So Fiji, is num- Fiji was number two, number seven in the world then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we played and then the last shot I shot, I missed that shot. That's why we went into a draw game. But we eventually lost the game. So that was uh, a super... It was a crazy moment for me lah, because uh, I felt like, oh no, you know, I just caused the team to lose, you know. Although, okay, I have been shooting pretty well that game, but the last shot really, it was super crucial, you know. If I were to shoot that ball in, then Singapore would be top seven in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the that would be the best result we would we we would ever have or we ever had mm-hmm. then yeah so I mean it would be a dream come true for everyone for us for the management for the coaches you know like wow, number seven in the world eh? it's like impossible but we made it possible okay lah but I missed that shot so it kind of felt like wow whatever I did in the first three quarters the first four quarters the first 
59 minutes, 59 minutes, 30 seconds didn't count at all. It was just down to that last shot. You know? mm-hmm. So I really blame myself a lot for it. Uh, I was very depressed. So I, I think it kind of affected myself. Uh, me. It kind of kind of affected me. So um, that yeah, spiraled into the 2012 coming to 13 episode, you know. Right. That was actually the start. Lah. So, yeah. So then, that was when I blamed myself for that shot. You know, like, hey, if you were to put that shot in, you know, nothing would happen, you know. Mm. But it was, it was crazy because I thought the ball would go in. It's, it, it went like that, you know, like the ball, sometimes you just like shoot it and it's a clean shot, right? So the ball went around the hoop, you know, went round and round and round. I thought it would go in, but it went out. I was mm. like, wow, this kind of thing also happened. <laughs> it's like crazy, you know. At that point in time, it was crazy. And, and so we went to overtime and we eventually lost the game. So, um, I would say that, oh, wow, that was very bad. Like, it was like crazy because I just entered the team, right? So, I didn't have much experience in managing this kind of like expectation of others, I the emotions of my teammates. So, in, when I was in under 21s or like secondary school, I mean, things were easy because we, I didn't have a lot of pressure. The stakes were like, High, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, right. The stakes weren't, weren't too high. But then if we want if we were to win, Fiji will be like the top seven in the world, you know. Mm. So everyone kept like going on like, hey, you know, if we have won, uh, well, we will be the top seven in the world, but we lost. So I was like at that point in time, I was like, I was really very depressed. Uh, like uh I blame myself a lot. Mm-hmm. But my coach, uh Kate Carpenter, so then she came to me, she was the one that selected me into a team, so she said like Hey, I mean, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't even reach that stage, you know. Mm. I mean, without, so my teammates, they really played very well that day. They were amazing. They were, I mean, it was one of the best matches I've seen them play, you know. So, um, but she was saying that, okay, so if you didn't shoot that percentage that day, or like, I can't remember what was it, then we wouldn't have gone, got, gotten that close to a draw. Mm. Or uh, we wouldn't even gotten that close to a win. Mm-hmm. So we drew, but yeah, we didn't have gotten very close to a win. So she said like, she told me to pick myself up and, you know, um, don't beat myself up. So I say, okay, fine. You know, for me, I'm a very competitive person. I really, I feel like I have to analyze my play. So I went back and watched my play. I cried the whole night. Okay, so <laughs> it was crazy because I had phobia of shooting the last shot ever since then. <laughs> for like, it was crazy, about two, three years. So every time when people mention about the Fiji game, right, I would cry, I would just break down. Yeah. It's just like that, you know, like people, hey, remember Fiji game? Then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a trauma to me, you know, actually, it was really a trauma to me. But I got over that eventually, you know, because, I mean, in sports, right, or in life, there's always high and lows, right? So you got to pick your battles. And, and, and for me, I know that I have done what I could. I mean, it could have been better, but to control what I can. Uh, but at the end of the day, if things still don't turn out the way I want, then I have to work harder. Yeah, so that's what kept me going. And my teammates were very supportive. They were very understanding, you know. I mean, I know that they were feeling very down because, you know, who wants to, be, who wants to lose a game, right? No one wants to lose a game, especially when they played super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after the game, you know, everyone felt very sad. But eventually, people start coming to me and say, hey, you know, you newbie, you know. For you to reach that that level, that that uh, the way you 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 were playing, it was fabulous, you know. So stop blaming yourself and and continue to perform the way you did, and and that really encouraged me a lot, you know. I feel like hey, you know, like my teammates have my back. I feel like we are one instead of like separate players. I felt like we we were really a team. Mm-hmm. You know, we are we were a team, yeah, yeah. So 
um, yeah, that was another low for me. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks for sharing that, right, Charmaine? And you know, it took you actually three years to 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 get out of that cycle, right? And you know, yeah. we talked about the support from teammates, family, and also the coach. But mm-hmm. what do you think it was for you, right, uh, mm-hmm. yourself, that actually helped to 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 switch you back into that uh, normal mm-hmm. mode? Uh, on hindsight, do you think uh, you're able to identify what it was? Yeah, I mean, yes, definitely. I mean, like, if, I mean, I always feel like if no, if everyone were to help you, but you don't help yourself, then there's no way that you can climb out of that hole, right? So, Mm. uh, I felt it was more of like me wanting to, you know, um, I don't want to let people down. You know, I don't want to let my coaches down. I don't want to let my family members down. So, I know that they pin a lot of hope on me. I know that they they want me to get back on my feet as soon as possible. So actually, that kept me going and that uh, made me fight harder than ever. So I think for me, it was more of like, and definitely the passion to play the game, right? So I, I know that, you know, then, okay, I knew that if I don't pick myself up, I'll never get back on court. And I really wanted it badly. Although, you know, I still have that trauma in my, in my mind, in my head, you know, but I feel like I have to get over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's more of like the perseverance to just keep going no matter what. Just, you know, even if you face any failure, you know, you have to know that there's highs and lows, you know. So if you face, face with the lows, you have to know that people, I, I mean, I always feel like people are, people have my back, you know, my loved ones, my teammates, my coaches, everyone, they have my back. So I don't have to worry, you know. You just have to try it. You feel you just pick yourself up and keep going. Yeah, yep. it's a cycle. I, I feel that it's a cycle because even the best players have bad days, right? So that's what I always tell my teammates, you know, so it's, it's a very common saying, but it's very important to, to actually like remind people that, you know, hey, today is just a bad day in the office, you know, you, you'll be better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how um, I feel it is for me then, you know, it was just a bad shot. It wasn't a bad game, but what I actually remember immediately after the game was like, I was a bad player, but it shouldn't be, you know, you should actually see the overall picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, I felt, uh, yeah. Wow, that's very good. Yeah, very insightful there. You know, seeing the overall picture, uh, it was a bad shot, but it was not a bad game, right? So understanding the entire journey as opposed to understanding that moment in time at that second and minute, what actually happened, right? So that's very powerful and uh, definitely insightful for people to to understand, right? I mean, and channeling that failure in the three years that you were in that cycle to actually, right now, right, you probably be the one to say, give me the last ball to take the last shot, right? Whereas yes, man, <laughs> just give me the damn ball. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I do. I mean, I always feel that there's this adrenaline rush, right? When you actually shoot the last ball, and you feel like, hey, yes, you know, I I managed to help the team. You know, or like if my teammate, if my co-shooter shoot the ball, I'll be like, oh yes, you know, you did it. So I mean, it's like I don't know. There's this adrenaline rush, especially uh, playing like when we are playing a very com- competitive uh, uh, level or like opponent. So I think, yeah, I mean, now anytime, you know, the last ball, just give it to me. <laughs> Hopefully the ball will be able to go in. <laughs> That's also how we raise the bar in play, right? I mean, when I play water polo and with my teammates, I know guys that will always be the ones that give me the ball, you know, I'm going to make that, that difference uh, and, you know, yeah score the winning goal or you know uh, equalize uh, the game or whatever yeah so thanks thanks very 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 nice uh, sharing is there right and just of time right so a uh, couple maybe two more questions right if you had something to say to your younger self maybe 10 15 years mm-hmm. uh, having lived yeah. where you are right now uh, what is mm-hmm. the 
that you would tell to yourself uh, to encourage, uh, motivate, or even inspire? Mm. If you're talking about game-wise, I would say not to think so much and to just, do, I mean, just shoot the ball. Because I used to think a lot before I shoot. So, like, analyze a shot, I should, the projectile should be like that, you know, and this. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I've been shooting like, okay, so we used to practice every day. Mm. I used to go early, you know, I, I, before work, I used to go, go to OCBC to shoot and then OCBC arena, so uh, the number of court to shoot and then after work, I'll go and shoot again. So I've been training a lot, like, you know, I shouldn't doubt myself. So, I mean, if I were to tell myself my... 10 year ago self I would, I would say like hey you know just shoot the ball don't mm. think so much don't analyze so much you know and have confidence in yourself yeah and it's amazing that you know during a game in that split second uh, I, I don't know split second you there are actually so many thoughts that you can yeah 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 it's to- incredible, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of things like, uh, what if the ball goes out? Should I go and get the rebound? Or where should I stand to get the rebound? You know? And what a lot of things can just like go through your mind like within that. Okay, so for netball, you can only hold the ball for three seconds, right? So within that two seconds, everything, a lot of things went through my mind. So I was thinking, so now after like 10 years, I mean, now, like, at this point in time, I'm thinking like, hey, don't you think I think a lot then? Just shoot the ball, like, you know, like, just shoot the ball and get it over and done with, you know. Why do you have to think so much, you know, analyze so much and, and, and at the end of the day, instill fear in yourself, right? So, you, I'll, I'll think like, well, the defender's hand is there. Can I shoot properly, you know, anything? So, just do it, you know, just shoot the ball. <laughs> I have been, I mean, believe in yourself because you have been doing that. It's, it's more of like muscle memory, right? So even if you close your eyes, you can shoot. If you have been practicing every day, you don't have to worry. You just have to go with the flow. And yeah. it's trusting the number of hours that you've put in and, you know, all the number yes. of teams and, you know, extremely other high stress situations that you've put yourself through, right? Yeah, thank, thanks for that. And do you think that there is anything with this, um, you know, you talk about two plus minutes that you think of so many things. Uh, would you <laughs> situations at work maybe, you know, that you actually need mm-hmm. to analyze things or overanalyze things uh, to, to help you have been better at the work that you do? Mm, uh, yeah, actually I'm quite a thinker mm-hmm. at work as well. So sometimes I think like, I mean, I usually, I'm quite, how would I put it? Should I say perfectionist? Oh, okay, maybe not perfectionist, but I'm very particular about the way I work in that sense. So I usually think a lot, but I mean, over the years, I think, I mean, I feel like I shouldn't have to think so much. You know, sometimes I just go with the flow and make sure that you know, as long as things are right, you know, then it should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more of like being cautious, but not overly cautious. Paranoid, but not overly paranoid. You know what kind of thing? It's like yeah. um, to find that, fine line uh, that, that middle how do you call that um, uh, more of that uh, the, the, the middle line between like you know being too paranoid you know yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah thanks 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 for sharing that as well and okay uh, last last question right uh, for the <laughs> there you know who might have daughters that are playing netball or who might mm-hmm. have daughters who are still toddlers and they are thinking of or considering them to yeah you know, uh, start playing netball, you know, uh, what, what is a piece of advice, you know, that you would give uh, to, to these uh, people? Come join Stella Academy. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes that, that is one. And the other one is to actually 
have faith in yourself. Okay, so for so for parents, you know, we always encourage the parents to uh not just be a parent to them, be a friend, you know, be someone that um th- that will always be there for them, you know, um communicate with them and and let them try different sports, you know, let them participate in different sports so that, you know, they will know the kids will know like probably what they like, what they do not like, what they can do or what they can improve on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically that would be that for the parents and for the kids, you no, know, do not be afraid to try new things. Mm-hmm. That's something I would tell them, you know. If you think you can I mean you want to go for anything, just go for it. And and you know, you might find something that you like or you're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much yeah. for your time today, Charmaine. And uh, you have a good evening. I'll catch up with you soon. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alex. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You've just listened to the 11th episode of Athlete's Grip from Sports to Life. Here are my takeaways from episode 11. Number one. Playing a team sport not only helps you better understand colleagues in the same project team, but it also helps you to trust one another to work towards that common goal, the same way you would trust of a teammate to cover you and to deliver a pass short and to move in the right positions, you would trust the same of someone in that same project team to complete tasks on time, to pull their weight, to watch your back and to achieve the set goals. Number two, having belief in yourself is starting with half the battle won. Faith and trust with yourself and your team will diminish the self-doubt and put you on the path towards success. Number three, giving it your all in sports is emptying your tank, where you don't have a single drop of energy left to do more. Translate this into life and it means living out of your comfort zone and living with no regrets. To know if you are giving it your all, ask yourself if you are satisfied with your performance, have you outperformed and over-delivered? Number four, in sport and in life, there's always highs and lows. Life is not a walk in the park. Being able to understand that from the onset prepares us psychologically and emotionally for these ups and downs. Number five, learn to let go and trust. Support structures from our loved ones are key to coming out of difficult times that we face. But if people want to help and yet we ourselves do not want to help ourselves, then it is futile actions on the part of your support structures. If you enjoyed the podcast interview, do follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be kept up to date of new releases as I continue to speak to current and ex-high performance athletes in Singapore to inspire and motivate with their personal stories of grit and triumph in overcoming challenges and adversity. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you again soon.